I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 122. Patrick Rand's debuts welcome up in Boston. Well, fans of this podcast may recall that back in 2010, we had an episode, episode 79, in which I played for you the interview that Patrick Rands did with me on WZBC Radio on his show then called Test Patterns in June 2006. Well, just a couple of days ago, I was back up in Boston at WZBC Radio with Patrick Rands. I also had the pleasure of meeting Carl Thien, who has the show before Patrick, Patrick's still doing a great show. He changed the name of it to Abstract Terrain. And we did about a 90-minute interview in which Patrick played almost all the songs from my new album, Welcome Up, Songs of Space and Time. And he also played some tracks from Twice Upon a Rhyme and, well, all kinds of surprises. So I'm going to play the whole interview for you now. And if you want to follow along with the set list or the songs that Patrick played, just go to this episode's podcast page. That's at lightonlightthrough.com. I'll spell that for you, L-I-G-H-T-O-N-L-I-G-H-T-T-H-R-O-U-G-H.com. And you'll be able to see the titles of all the songs, who wrote them, when they were written, and all that good stuff. But now, here's Patrick Rands on WZBC Radio. Hello, you're listening to WZBC Newton abstract terrain and tonight we have paul levinson in the studio how you doing paul i'm doing great all right so uh paul is here because he put out a new album now what's going on how what's the deal with putting out a new album well you know my previous album right twice upon a rhyme yeah it, it came out in uh, 1972 and what I like to say is I had a master plan back then. Oh, really? Bring out the album. It's 1972. Uh, but, you know, competition is always uh, stiff. You know, the Beatles, obviously, had just recently broken up their records with still playing, and it's wonderful music all over the radio and everybody else. So I knew it would take a little time. <laughs> 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 to be up to snuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's when I hatched this plan to wait. It's a good story, isn't it? That's <laughs> when I hatched this plan to wait almost 50 years uh, for my second uh, album to come out. Okay, so that, that's the story. I like that story. Yeah. The, but the true story is the album Twice Upon a Rhyme did come out in 1972. And... Uh, I remember very clearly it was a hot, sultry day in August 2018 when I got an email from someone, uh, his name is Chris Hoisington, who said, hey, you know, I've been a fan of your music for a long time, and I'm also a fan of your science fiction. 
And I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but have you ever thought of recording an album of your music and the lyrics would all be science fiction, maybe even based on some of your novels? Now, if I had never thought about that at all, I would have just bald-facedly lied and said, oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) But the truth is I had thought about it from time to time, and I had, over the years, written some science fiction songs. Anyway, by the time that conversation was finished, I found out that Chris Hoisington and his brother Anthony Hoisington uh, had a small record label uh, located in Buffalo, New York, with a really cool studio. I didn't know how cool it was until I went up there and recorded an album in Batavia, New York. And so by the end of October, early November, my wife Tina and I drove up from New York City to Batavia, and we recorded what would become Welcome Up, my new album. (laughs) That's amazing. I didn't know there was the whole like sci-fi part to it, too. Yeah, well, you know, it's an interesting thing because, uh, you know, people always say to me, not even talking about my music, how is it that you're a professor, you know, you write stuff about the evolution of media, but you're also a science fiction writer. Yeah. And uh, I always tell them, well, you know, the two are really connected. And in fact, people who don't like my scholarly work often say it reads like science fiction. <laughs> Levinson has had his mind. <laughs> but pe- people who don't like my science fiction sometimes say, oh, you know, there are too many, you know, deep ideas in here and so on. But I always take that as a compliment. And the music is just a third part of that same thing. To me, they're all related. I mean, if I'm writing a science fiction story or novel and, you know, the the words are really flowing. It's almost as if it's singing to me. And uh, that's why it was very natural for me to uh, begin writing science fiction music. Yeah, what I found interesting is it kind of fits into the world of psychedelic music. Even though it sounds very poppy, a lot of it, what you're singing, when you listen closely, you're like, wait, this is getting pretty weird. It, it is pretty weird. And, you know, getting back to Twice Upon a Rhyme, if you think about the song, The Llama Will Be Late This yeah. Year, I just made up a whole story. Yeah. I mean, we saw a headline in a newspaper at Fox and I. He wrote the music, I wrote the lyric, and it, it said the llama will be late this year. <laughs> the, the real Dalai Lama was yeah. going to be late this year. And we you know, looked at each other, and I said, hey, man, this is a great <laughs> title for a song. And I made up this whole you know, idiotic story. But you know, we had a lot of fun doing it. And um, if you think about it, even though traditional love songs – um, you know, the idea that you meet someone and you feel like you've already known them. Yeah. Th- there's like a science fiction element right there. Because yeah. what does it mean that you already knew them? If you never met them before, you couldn't literally already know them. But yet it's a real feeling. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, even I love how you twist it together in the songs. Yeah. So we're going to listen to a couple songs from your new album. Actually, pretty much the whole album tonight. So um, Works for me. Yeah. So... But I I put in a, a special order that I hope you like. Okay. So we're going to start off with Samantha. Ah, good old Samantha. So this is Paul Levinson from his new album that's coming out soon, Welcome Up, with the song Samantha. Samantha, can't you see? There's no way loving me. Yeah, that's ever 
See you. 
listening to WZBC Newton and we're listening to Paul Levinson's new album Welcome Up Songs of Space and Time and he's in the studio right now now we just heard the demo for one of the songs that ended up on the album 
You want to talk a little about, bit about that? Yeah, well, first of all, Peter Rosenthal, whose voice you heard in that demo, is going to be thrilled <laughs> when he hears it because <laughs> uh, I hate to say this, but, you know, he's entitled to his opinion. He wrote the music to this. I wrote the lyrics. He told me he prefers his original demo. To, Are you serious? Yeah. So, but listen, you know, people always feel comfortable with what they yeah. f- first experienced. In his case, he wrote the music. But Pete uh, Rosenthal, or Peter Rosenthal, as he likes to now be called, as, as you know, uh, Patrick, he played guitar on just about every yeah. track uh, of Twice Upon a Rhyme. And we also co-wrote a song even back then, Antique Shop, the Coming of Winter, and by the way, that was decades before Game of Thrones and Winter is Coming. So That might be one of the songs I'm playing later, too. Oh, I'm glad to hear I'm, that. I'm digging a little deeper on that album. <laughs> Good. Yeah, because that, so- uh, that song is rarely talked about. Anyway, so we did this again twice upon a rhyme, you know, the early 70s, and Peter and I were in touch for a couple of years after that, but then, you know, life goes on. Everyone went their separate way. Peter became a dentist. Uh, <laughs> it was like pulling teeth to get in touch with him. And we sort of completely fell out of context until I was on a show in 1999, December 1999, in which science fiction writers were talking about what was going to happen in oh, the wow. millennium. Yeah, And Pete saw that on television. And he tracked down my email, sent me. Oh, my God. Yeah. And we got back in touch. And pretty much the first thing I did is I said, hey, Peter, why don't we write some songs together? And I sent him uh, the lyrics to I Knew You by Heart, uh-huh. uh, which I just wrote then. And also, right around then, a new uh, novel of mine was just about ready to uh, be published, Borrowed Tides, about the first starship to Alpha Centauri. And so I had Alpha Centauri <laughs> in my blood, so that's when I wrote the uh, lyrics to Alpha Centauri. I sent those to Pete. I'll tell you something else. He didn't like them at first. He said, what kind of <laughs> what song the heck is this? <laughs> exactly. I said, try it. You'll like it. And then he wrote the song and loved it. But then he loves only his version of it. But that's okay. <laughs> now, and it was just a demo, though? That's all? Uh, it just yeah. kind of sat around until now for this album. So this is like its first real release. That's right. The only other uh, appearance the song made is I came out with an album of my demos that I'd rec- some I had recorded before, twice upon a rhyme, some after. I called it Spun Dreams. And I stuck on uh, that okay. album just, you know, for the fun of it, I asked uh, Peter to send me the track of Alpha Centauri. So there's another version, yet a third version uh-huh. of Alpha Centauri with uh, the track you just heard, but me singing it. Uh-huh. I think in a much more lively way. <laughs> and, uh, that's the uh, track that I sent to Chris Hoisington, who produced Welcome Up. And what happened uh-huh. was he, I said, hey, well, this is obviously a science fiction song. He said, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. All right, cool. All right, so we're going to hear another song from your new album. This one is Picture Postcard World from Paul Levinson's Welcome Up, Songs of Space and Time, here on WZBC. Two people lounging in an air-conditioned room filled with push buttons and plastic petals always in full bloom with two people gazing at a 90 screen living color 
You're listening to WZBC Newton, and we have Paul Levinson in the studio with us now. He has a new album that's coming out on Old Bear Records called Welcome Up, Songs of Space and Time. So now, up next, Paul, we're going to be playing If I Traveled to the Past. Now, can you tell me a little bit about this song? This one, I, I, I it's like a head spinner. Song. Yeah. Well, first of all, as uh, some people out there know, probably I'm best known in my science fiction as a writer of time travel time stories. Travel. Okay. So the plot to save Socrates, time travel. I had a story, the uh, chronology protection case, in which the universe was killing scientists who were trying to invent time travel. I've always loved time travel yeah. because it leads to paradoxes, and that's what <laughs> makes it so much fun. So... Uh, in 2010, uh, a guy by the name of Larry Ketchersid, hi Larry if you're listening, uh, uh, basically he had published some of my books on a small in a small press that he had started, um, and he said to me, "Hey, you know, I I don't know if you know about this guy John Anilio. He is a songwriter, and you know he's written some songs, and you know he plays guitar, has a good voice, but you know it occurs to me that you and he could make good songwriting partners because his music is good, his lyrics are good, but I think you know you really have a, a sense of how to write a good lyric." I said, "Okay, sure." So we didn't even meet. And I just sat down and I sent uh, John two sets of lyrics. One, if I travel to the past, the other, Tossetti. <laughs> like literally about a day later, he sends me like an MP3 of both of them. And oh, he, my God. He, they were really good songs. And for a while, we were talking about going into a studio and recording it ourselves. But it just never happened. And so when Chris Hoisington said to me, well, hey, what science fiction songs do you have? <laughs> In addition to Alpha Centauri that I'd written in the year 2000 with Peter Rosenthal, I already had, if I traveled to the past, and Tossetti written with John oh Emilio. God. By the way, Samantha was a brand new song. Oh. So I'm more of a rocker now than I ever was in my <laughs> past. But yeah, I think John you know, has a great melodic sense. He, he writes instantly catchy uh, tunes, and it worked very well, I think, with the lyrics here. Oh, that's amazing. All right, so let's give it a listen now. This is on Paul's new album called Welcome Up, Songs of Space and Time, coming out very soon on Old Bear Records. If I travel to the past to change your mind so you love me then, and you love me now Would I have known to travel back in the first place If I traveled back so fast that the world was blind Could I slip through time, could I slip the mind A paradox that turns the best into the worst case It ain't simple, it ain't right A single soul, my lips would be sealed. You 
except when they brushed against your sweet face. If I traveled to the past to change your mind, so you loved me then and you love me now, would I have known to travel back in the first place? Now
Listening to Paul Levinson's new album, Welcome Up Songs of Space and Time. And we just heard Tau Seti and Welcome Up, and then If I Traveled to the Past. Now, up next, we're going to be listening to Cloudy Sunday. Can you tell me a little bit about that one, Paul? First, let me tell you some very quick things about sure. the previous songs. Yeah, definitely. N- number one, at the end of both Tossetti and If I Travel to the Past, you'll hear an accordion. Oh, yeah. And in case that accordion when that kicks sounds in. familiar, oh, it's, so good. it's the same accordion that you'll hear in Antique Shop, The Coming of Winter, and ah. it's played by the same person playing the same accordion Back then in 1972, Donnie Frankel, now Don Frankel, also part of Sundial Symphony with oh, Robbie okay. Rist. Yeah. And so it, when I got the tracks, these songs, the final tracks, I said, I have to get Donnie on this. <laughs> and I sent him those two, and he came up with those accordion parts. Second, about Welcome Up, yeah. I, I started writing that song for Tina, who was then my girlfriend, in 1968. Ah. And all I wrote was the first verse. That's how it is with writing sometimes, you know. It wasn't that I wasn't inspired. I just, you know, only had one verse. Yeah. I fell asleep on a bus in New York about a week later, and I had a dream that Paul McCartney came to me and said, what's the matter with you, man? You know, the, the, the next line is hiding behind the same drop or something like that. Just rhyme same drop and raindrop. Yeah. And I said, hey, it's a good idea, Paul. But he didn't give me any other <laughs> lyrics. So I added that lyric, that line. And then... It wasn't until we already had the 
uh, deal of recording Welcome Up, and I had to put some science fiction songs together, that Tina, incredibly patient after all these years, said, <laughs> don't you think it's time you finish oh my Welcome God. Up? So that's how I So she knew the song, and it she was knew, unfinished. That's right. That's yeah. amazing. Now, Cloudy Sunday that we're going to hear is yet another wild story. Uh, I, I wrote that song with Linda Kaplan, a very talented uh, woman, and you know her also. Uh, she wrote the song Skyscraper with me, a couple of other songs she went on to have a, a huge hit with the Toys R Us. It was actually not a hit. It was a very <laughs> successful commercial. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Anyhow, this was a song, Cloudy Sunday, and we got everybody in on the act. Uh, we got Peter Rosenthal to play guitar. Uh, we did a demo with just the guitar, and we got another woman by the name of Barbara Krupnik to play piano. Then we did a version with Linda singing it. Then we did a version with me singing it. And the cut on Welcome Up. I don't know if I should be saying this, but hey, <laughs> uh, I think it's a cool idea. Is that very demo of me singing it with Pete Rosenthal playing guitar, Barbara Krupnik, um, whose name is now Barbara Turchin, playing piano. And I, I suggested to Chris, you know, there's a lot of, you know, crackly, static, yeah. well. there's even some skips. Is there any way we can use that as the basis of in effect, a new version yeah. of the song, and you do your magic. And he that said, sounds amazing. Yeah, and in fact, that's what he did. And a lot of people are saying that's their favorite cut on the song, on the album. Yeah, yeah, so, it's amazing. And yeah. when it comes on, you, it's like, it sounds so nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. It's great. All right, so we're going to hear uh, Cloudy Sunday from Paul Levinson's new album, Welcome Up, here on WZBC.
Paul Levinson in the studio tonight. And now we're going to listen to a couple songs from his solo album from 1972, Twice Upon a Rhyme. Now, do you want to talk about the songs we're about to listen to, Paul? Sure. You said the first one is I'm Seeing You in a Different Light? Yep. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we were, you played uh, If I Travel to the Past, and to me that always has like a slight country feel, like a folky country feel. I'm Seeing You in a Different Light was a deliberate uh, attempt by Ed Fox and me to, to do a country song, I mean, in our own inimitable style. But most of the rest of Twice Upon a Rhyme is like psychedelic rock, you know, 
little folky, like today's just like you. Uh, but one of the things I always loved about seeing you in a different light, you know, sometimes, as I told you, regarding Welcome Up, it can take 40 years <laughs> to finish a song. Other times you get an idea and you just sit down and you write it literally in five minutes, yeah. the lyrics. That's what I'm seeing in a different light was like. I got the idea, hey, I'm, I'm seeing this woman in a different light. You know, the first time that I saw her, uh, you know, but then suddenly, wow, you know. <laughs> and, and so I wrote that whole song very quickly. Ed wrote the music pretty uh, quickly. Antique Shop was an interesting song because, again, Peter Rosenthal played guitar uh, on all the tracks of Twice Upon a Rhyme, but I knew, knew that he also had a talent in terms of writing music. So I gave him the lyrics of Antique Shop, and I frankly didn't know what to make of them, even though I wrote the lyrics. I had no idea what kind of music. <laughs> and Pete came up with that melody. And among the many things of Antique Shop is, again, that, that great accordion yeah. uh, by Donnie Franco, P uh, Pete playing some wild fuzz guitar at the end yeah so we had a good time uh doing that as well yeah and it's fun to dig a little deeper on this album that's yeah. what, what, what a, and they I, maybe it's the accordion there's something like drew me to these songs yeah well the accordion is a very warm instrument yeah it literally pulls people in right? <laughs> yeah. all right so we're going to listen to two songs from paul's album twice upon a rhyme here on wzbc
We just heard from Paul Levinson's Twice Upon a Rhyme album from 1972 on Happy Sad Records. And we heard two songs that you don't really hear as much from that album. We heard Antique Shop, The Coming of Winter, and I'm Seeing You in a Different Light. And we've got Paul right here. How are you doing? <laughs> you like how I dug a little deeper on that album? Yeah, I, very, I, I love it because as you, you know, just said, you know, the... Twice Upon a Rhyme is a big album, thirteen songs. A lot of them are very long, and I, you know, I, you know, like a father to his children. <laughs> I love all of them, but you know, today is just like you looking for sunsets in the early morning. The llama will be late this year. They're the ones who usually get most of exactly. the attention, uh, but there are a lot of other beautiful songs there, and um, you know, th- these two songs I'm singing in a different light. Our attempt to go like a little country, yeah, uh, Ed and I, and Antique Shop. Um, uh, you know, were part of what we were doing then also. You know, an important uh, difference between Twice Upon a Rhyme and Welcome Up, for better or worse, and we'll let the world decide, is Twice Upon a Rhyme was not only me singing, it was me. A bunch of people. At, no, a bunch of people, but me and Ed Fox, or Ed Fox and I, to be grammatically correct, producing it. Yeah. So, And it was also me doing all the harmonies along with Ed. 
Uh, so there are two significant differences there between Twice Upon a Rhyme and Welcome Up. In the case of Welcome Up, this is Chris Hoisington's production. It's how he heard the songs. And obviously, I love how he heard it. Yeah. Uh, but it, And it's in many ways even more exciting when you have an incredibly talented guy or woman who understands you know, your music and brings it to life like that. But it's very different than when you are the producer. And then the other thing that people should know is with one tiny exception, all the other voices on Welcome Up, uh, other than my lead vocal, are Chris Hoisington, who is a ah. genius when it comes to harmony. This is radically different from Twice Upon a Rhyme, where I did all the background voices with sometimes Ed Fox. By the way, the one difference, the, the one record uh, that doesn't have Chris, uh, only Chris doing harmony, on Welcome Up is Cloudy Sunday, yep. where the very last time I say Cloudy Sunday, I basically stuck in Sunday, <laughs> you know, to, to get my voice in 2018 on that record. Yeah. yeah. So I, this is why I'm really loving hearing uh, Twice Upon a Rhyme and Welcome Up, you know, put together the way you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're, we're doing this whole show reverse chronological order. I don't know if you noticed. But um, yeah. so now we're going back. Back to what nineteen is it seventy or sixty eight for the Protozoa single? Yeah, that would be nineteen sixty eight. Okay, yeah. and um, this is actually how I discovered your music through "Ring Around My Rosie." It ruined your life. <laughs> <laughs> Even my wife loves this song. Oh my god! I know everyone I ever tell this story to, they're like, "Ring Around My Rosie." Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, Paul was involved with this band Protozoa. And you just said, you told me... Um, they were originally called the Woolly Thumpers. <laughs> there were about five or six guys who were going to college in State College, Pennsylvania. And they went into, they were in Manhattan, they went into Herb Abramson's studio. Herb Abramson formerly had been one of the co-owners of Atlantic Records, but he split with them and created his own studio, A1 Studios. Ed and I were recording there, and we were uh, beginning to record Twice Upon a Rhyme. But one day, Herb said, hey, listen to this. This group came in, and they recorded this song. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, this song could be a bubblegum hit record. What do you guys think? <laughs> and, I, and the first thing I thought, who wants to listen to a bubblegum record? But I loved it. <laughs> and so we, Ed and I and Herb, mostly me, produced uh, Ring Around My Rose. You can hear me wailing with some harmony, uh, uh, falsetto there in the background. And we sold it to Buddha Records. But I didn't like the name Woolly Thumpers. I mean, <laughs> so I came up with the name Protozoa, sort of hearkening back to like my high school biology yeah. class. <laughs> it's the greatest name. Yeah. All right, so we're going to hear Protozoa, Ring Around My Rosie, here on WZBC. When I was just four, I had a girl whose name was Rosie. Though I'm four no more, she's still the girl in my life. I like it that way, that's how it will stay. I love her so much, and that's why I say, that's why I say, I can't wait to put the ring around my rosy. Gonna love her all my life. I can't wait to put the ring around my rosy. Gonna take her for my wife. We had so much fun We 
always wanted to play house And she'll be the one I'll pick for the rest of my life And that's why I pray We'll marry someday I love her so much And that's why I say That's why I say I can't wait to put the ring around my rosy Gonna love her all my life Got so entranced by your eyes Yes, so it seems And it seems that my hippo has chosen the girl of my dreams So say, I'm the one And will give my hippo such a happy home Would find me a girl just like you He came to me And he said, boy, I found you a girl who I want you to
All right, that was Mary Goes Round from Trousers. We also heard Mary Goes Round by Sundial Symphony and the Protozoa 7-inch single on Buddha Records from 1968 with Ring Around My Rosie and My Pink Hippopotamus. And we have Paul Levinson in the studio. He was uh, on all those records. Or, well... I, I wrote all those all, records. Wrote all those records. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, it's a real thrill. You have a, a genius in terms of putting things t- together. Uh, th- so the Sundial Symphony version of Merry Goes Round, the group Sundial Symphony is, in fact, as I mentioned earlier, Don Frankel, Donnie Frankel, the same guy yeah. who played accordion back in 1972, and Robbie Rist from the Brady Bunch, his <laughs> cousin Oliver. And um, what's interesting about Merry Goes Round is Ed Fox and I wrote that. We didn't put it on Twice Upon a Rhyme because, again, we thought it was too bubblegummy. Yeah. And then we thought we'd have a hit record. And so the second version you heard, the trousers, trousers version, was, again, there was no group trousers. We got a guy, Bruce Scott, in the studio, uh-huh. uh, some studio singer. And uh, he recorded a pretty good version of it. And Pete Rosenthal, again, is playing guitar in the background. By the way, Boris Midney, we talked uh, about yeah. him. He's uh, playing clarinet in the background uh, when you hear that disco wind. god. That's right. So that was trousers. N- nothing much happened to it, but uh, because that, th- you put that on your own label, I did. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, Happy Sad Records. Right. Yeah. It, it suffered the same fate. Twice a part of rhyme. Happy Sad was the name of the label, but the result was mostly sad <laughs> in terms of sales. But. Um, Don always loved the song. And so after Sundial Symphony recorded Looking for Sunsets in the Early Morning and um, Dave's Just Like You, they went in and recorded Mary Goes Round. And so that leads to another thing that I just wanted to give a brief shout-out to. There's an incredibly cool record company out in, on the West Coast called Big Stir Records. Oh, okay. And they love Mary Goes Round, and they put out a single with the version of Mary Goes Round by Sundial Symphony that you just heard and their version of Looking for Sunsets in the Early Morning. Oh, okay. And it's been on a compilation album, you know, and, and it's really cool. And they're really a cool company out there. So... Uh, it always brings me great joy to think <laughs> about these guys going into the studio doing these songs that, again, I hadn't thought of in you know forty or fifty years. Yeah, I know yeah. that one especially because it's like just went nowhere. It was like kind of your That's extra right. single that came out back then. That's right. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, so now we're going back in time even further to the other voices, which was it did come out on a compilation. I think back when we first did the spotlight. Yes, that's right. Come to the sunshine, soft pop nuggets. And do you have anything you want to say about this song? Yeah, well, Andrew Sandoval is the one who put that album together. And he has, I think, a radio show now called Come to the Sunshine, a very cool guy. And um, um, May My Heart Be Cast in the Stone wasn't written by me, one of the few songs that you hear me singing that wasn't written by me. But Ellie and Mike Rashkow loved it, and they brought it to our group, uh, The Other Voices, originally The New Outlook. They changed the name. And so what you'll hear is Stu Nittickman, uh singing lead and Ira Margolis and I doing harmony in the background. And I think we sound pretty good. You know, The harmony was really great. Hutch Davey, I think, was the name of the guy who arranged the orchestration uh, that you hear on that record. All right, so we're going to give a listen now to the other voices with Hung Up on Love. Oh, I walked out into the world this morning. The sun was 
We just heard from the Vogues with Unbelievable, Inconceivable You. Do you have anything you want to talk about with that one? Yeah, well, that one I wrote the words and music to. Oh, yeah? And I thought I was going to become rich and famous when (laughs) the Vogues recorded it. But at the last minute, they got a new producer who decided they wanted the Vogues to go more like in a classic Letterman fashion. And they did Turn Around, Look at Me instead of Unbelievable. That was a beautiful song, Turn Around, Look at Me, but it wasn't my song. But I should also mention that first song I was talking about, Man, My Heart Be Cast in Stone. Actually, you played Hung Up on Love, which I'm happy about because that song I did write the lyrics to with Mikey. (laughs) Harris. And that's not Stu Nittickman singing lead. Believe it or not, the lead voice there is Mike Rashkow, Ah. who wasn't thrilled with the way Stu was doing the lead. So he went into the studio in the dark of night and put in his own lead. Oh, my God. (laughs) We didn't know about it until it was released. Whoa. And Stu was furious. (laughs) All right. So we're, we're coming to the close to this Paul Levinson spotlight, and we're going back in time to one of his first songs with the Emeralds, The Park at Night. And then we're going to play one that I I just liked a lot called Sunshine Mine, which kind of has like a sort of a little bit later, Love and Spoonful type sound. 
you want to talk about those a little bit? The Parking Night was the first song I ever wrote. Uh, well, I, I wrote it with Paul Gorman, who's now living on a farm someplace in Vermont. And uh, I wrote the lyrics. What else is new? He wrote the music. And we went in and recorded that. Paul Gorman's father actually brought us into a professional studio. Oh, wow. Shelled out a couple hundred bucks back then. And this money. is like 1963, right? Exactly. And Sunshine, uh, Sunshine Mind um, was a song that I always loved. I thought it could be a, you know. Well, no, we're playing Sunshine Mine. Sunshine Mind or Sunshine's Mine? Sunshine's Mine. Okay, see, I wrote two Two songs songs, that exactly sound the same. (laughs) Sunshine's Mine is a song I wrote with Stu Nittickman, and when we were still called The New Outlook, uh, we went in and I think we paid for that studio time out of our own pockets. We Ah. recorded that little demo that you're going to hear. All right, and then after these songs, we might have a little secret demo coming up too that's a brand new song, so stay tuned for that. But right now we got the Emeralds with The Park at Night here on WCBC. Each day when it's getting dark, my heart skips a beat. Oh, then I go into the park. Night. 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 
All right, you're listening to the Paul Levinson Spotlight tonight, and we have one more song. brings us around to now. That was a new demo from Paul Levinson, Pictures on the Phone, hopefully from a new album that he'll be working on soon. But right now, he has a new album coming out called Welcome Up, Songs of Space and Time. Coming out on Old Bear Records, I think uh, February. So take a look for that. And thanks for listening to the Paul Levinson Spotlight tonight. The Light on Light Through podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little journey. By the way, you can now get the album, Welcome Up, Songs of Space and Time, on digital, on Bandcamp, on a limited edition multicolor vinyl. This is being distributed by Light in the Attic. I'm really delighted about that. So just go to the Old Bear page on Light in the Attic and you'll find how you can get these limited, I think only 100 copies were printed up, limited edition of Welcome Up. And you can also get a CD uh, if that's the way you like listening to music. And on that web page that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast on lightonlightthrough.com, I'll put in links to all three places. And I'll be back here soon with another episode of Light On, Light Through. In the meantime, enjoy. Athens, 2042 A.D. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. 
Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.